Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Final word. If you think we're finished, you're sadly mistaken. I'm Albie Oxenreiter and welcome to the final word. The show that loves talking about the playoff-bound Steelers. This is also the show that invites you into the conversation. Again, we're live tonight. Anything goes. Everybody's hyped up after that wild Sunday night game. So let's get started by introducing you to tonight's dynamic duo. Please welcome from our partners at DKPittsburghSports.com, Chris Carter. You look tired. I'm not tired, Albie. I'm just beat. This was the craziest day I've ever seen for the for us regular season finale in NFL football. Yeah, it was absolutely wild. Just insanity. From the Trib, also a Steelers radio host, Tim Benz. If the Jacksonville Jaguar fan base has some of those clown costumes left over, they can send them to Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Brandon Staley's office. My goodness. Some of the topics we're talking about tonight. We're looking for five words on the Steelers' chances in Kansas City. How does today's win compare to other big Steelers-Ravens moments? If it's true that Steelers GM Kevin Colbert will be retiring, and we have no reason to believe that's not true, what are the pros and cons of him being involved in one more draft. Now that it's happened, what do you think of the 17-game NFL season? And an added question tonight, a bonus question, a playoff question, if you will, the football playoff, the championship on Monday. Are you interested? How would you change the college football playoff? But first, the night's big topic, a bit of a therapy session. Let it out, all <laughs> of your emotions from how this roller coaster day played out Chris, you put it best. You just beat. You have to be drained after watching all that. So start us off. I mean, this whole day starts crazy because if you're a Steelers fan, you're sitting there during the Steelers game in the second half watching the Jaguars destroy the Colts. And you're sitting here saying, wait a second, that was the game you were supposed to stress about. Not this one against the Ravens backup quarterback. And here you are going down to overtime, it going back and forth. You're worried Justin Tucker can kill you with his foot from 50 yards away. But the Steelers finally got it out. Then you think, okay, you did it. You're in the playoffs. <laughs> And then you get to tonight where they're up 15 points in the fourth quarter. They get a they get a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and then a fourth, a fourth of 21 to get that touchdown, and then two fourth down conversions to tie it. And then the craze at the end. Tim, I'm gonna let you talk about that last drive the Raiders got the field goal on because I'm still baffled on a timeout call from Staley. Yeah, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish there. His explanation was that he was trying to get his best run defense package Please. out there. First of all, the Chargers don't have a good run defense package. <laughs> they have like one of the worst. Secondly, um, what was out there on first and second down then? Your second best run defense package? <sighs> and you were also 
on the defensive side, knowing that the offense was going to take the entire play clock yep. down, so you couldn't get a run defense package on there after they just ran on the previous two plays. What are you doing, bringing in 11 new guys? That's either a bad lie or a horrible explanation. It, it, it makes no sense to But him. thank God he did it, though. But, but right, right, because he, he doesn't it. do it. Because you, you also, you saw at the end, Derek Carr saying that timeout, after the game, he said that timeout changed the Raiders' strategy. And there's a bit of lip reading that going, that, that's going on right now, but there's a lot of people saying that uh, in a conversation between Austin Eckler and the Raiders' long snap, snapper, Eckler looking like he's saying, were you guys going to take the knee? And the, and the Raiders' guy's like, yeah, we were. And, he, and Austin Eckler's like, you're kidding me. Certainly because if they, if they take a knee, both teams are in the playoffs. But have to remember, the Raiders, by winning this game instead of tying, they get to play the Bengals next week instead of the Chiefs. Definitely a benefit for them. Yeah, they actually had a little bit more to right. play for in the whole analysis of this. And, you know, it was fantastic theater, Albie. The NFL got by accident, I think, even better theater than what it was trying to create, which was winning you're in, losing you're out. They had that like that golden orb they always seek mm-hmm. for the last game on Sunday night but it also brought in integrity of the game into question not that either of these very big difference here when I say integrity of the game I'm not faulting the Chargers and Raiders I'm applauding the Chargers and Raiders for both playing to win but when it came down and this is what I was warning people about all week it's not going to be about two teams running into the line for 70 minutes mm-hmm. it was going to be how is the end of the game managed when a tie was a potential and you have Mr. Fourth and go whenever Brandon yep. Staley on a fourth down, decide to kick the field goal in overtime. He decided to kick the extra point when I think normally win or you lose, he goes for two at the end of regulation. Mm-hmm. That whole tie element crept into the thinking. And that's where the integrity of the game came into play, which is why I think the NFL should be patted on the back for setting this whole thing up <laughs> and at the same time get any criticism that people want to lay at their feet for not taking integrity of game into question. All right. At least you're sitting. <laughs> I had to stand. Albie, I'm so short you'd never be able to know the difference. <laughs> I stood for the, the, the final 10 minutes of that game with the crew out here, and, and I got to tell you, it, it's the wildest thing I've ever seen. It's it the wildest thing I've ever seen. All right. And I didn't see the immaculate reception, by the way, and that was, you know, that was a different situation anyway. But, but this was, I mean, this was, for a regular season game, this was absolutely insane. I've, was, seen, I've seen the Chiefs kicker miss two field goals at the end of the season to kick the Steelers out of the playoffs. I think it was 2012 or 2013. Yeah, Ryan I mean, Suckup. He it, almost got off the hook in Pittsburgh for mm-hmm. Daniel Carlson, but he put that <laughs> one right down the middle. Yeah. I yep. thought Chris made a great point earlier to open up his comments, which was, if you gave me all the permutations of what could happen today, Ooh. the last thing in the world I would have thought of was, well, the Jags had it in their back pocket all along. <laughs> I mean, everything else that happened throughout the course of this, this entirety of the day was like, you know, one giant gulp after another, yep. whereas the Jags was smooth sailing. I mean, start to finish, they were in control of that game. And that was the least likely outcome of the bunch. Right. Yeah. I mean, we went into that. We went into that game all week long. Everyone's like, "There's no chance. There's no chance." Steelers fans trying to get it out their heads. That was an insane finish. Also, the Colts. What a collapse. Oh, yeah. God. All right. A reminder: keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word on Facebook at the Final Word. And now it's time for five words. We're looking for five words on the Steelers' chances in the playoffs against the Chiefs from Twitter. Probably not great. Who knows? Also from Twitter, 
Let Ben sling it nonstop. And finally, at least we got here. Now, Chris and Tim, five words on the Steelers' chances against the Chiefs. Chris, you're up first. Absolutely need a complete game. We've seen all season long the Steelers will push and they'll fight in the fourth quarter. They'll, they'll come back in the end, and they did it again this week. Ben Roethlisberger for three quarters was terrible. But in the fourth quarter in overtime, he was cash money records. He was, he was throwing the ball all over the place, and all of a sudden things seemed to click for them. That is not going to work against the Chiefs unless they somehow get a Bills game like they did to start the season where they get a blocked punt, and all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes can't throw the ball. So crazy way, but that would be it. They need a complete game. All right, uh, let's go to Tim for your five words. Uh, it'll be exactly the same. That's what I think. Just like what we saw against the Kansas City Chiefs the first time at Arrowhead, I don't see this game being much better. I think the Steelers have to be emotionally tapped, not just by what they you know, <laughs> went through against Cleveland with Ben in his final game here against the Browns, but also what they went through against the Raiders, or sorry, the Ravens, then watching the Raiders and the Chargers. I mean, this has just been such an emotional roller coaster of the last two weeks. And when you start off one and three and you tie the Lions and you put yourself in the precarious position that they did, yep. I, I do think there was something to just getting to the playoffs. I don't think the Steelers are in a position where they're just happy to be there. You know, this isn't like Cincinnati in the college football playoff or something like that, but um, I think there is an element of knowing what the reality was and uh, now going up to face the Chiefs again after what the Chiefs did to them. Hey, look, the Chiefs are a little compromised still. Like, I know Hill and Kelsey, you know, Kelsey was out the last time. Hill was playing coming off of COVID, was kind of compromised. Well, Hill's got a bad heel. Kelsey was kind of limping towards the end of the Denver game. Uh, they're not sure about Williams in the backfield. So, you know, they're still not a top health, but it didn't matter the first time, and I don't think it'll matter this time either. All right, still to come, how does today's win compare to the other Steelers-Ravens moments? It's Ravens and Steelers, always must see TV. Chris and Tim jump in on that question when the final word continues. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the final word. 
Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider. This morning with Chris Carter and Tim Benz, 119.31 if you're keeping score at home. <laughs> but we're, uh, we're, we're talking about this amazing day. And it, it was an amazing day in many, many ways. Epic, no doubt about it. How does today's win compare to other Steelers-Ravens moments, Tim? It's unique. It's memorable. Um, it wasn't as good as other Ravens Steelers moments because the quality of play wasn't as good. Like the suppressed offensive score wasn't because of great Steeler Raven defense. It was because <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger was playing his last game and Lamar Jackson's backup was in there. Um, you know, that's, I think, the big difference. I think some of these classic close, low scoring comes down to a field goal, uh, finally get through and get a drive into the red zone kind of games that we've seen from Roethlisberger and the Steelers over the years has been because Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Bart Scott and Holode Nada were on the other side of the mm -hmm. ball and Courtney Upshaw and you know guys like that. Um, this was just a situation where I think it was bad weather and both teams are not very talented offensively and that's why you got the game that you did. So it was as tense and exciting as ever but I don't think the quality of play was as high. All right back to Twitter. Big game for Ben if he's putting up his spurs for the rivalry won't mean much if the Steelers don't go far in the postseason. Uh, Chris, your take. I mean, you look at the situation, and that's what makes this special is that you know, whoever lost this game was going out the playoffs. Like That, that, that was a lock for sure. And then when you know in, at, at the end of the game that the Jaguars have won it, you're like, okay, you got a really good shot here to pull, to pull this off. That, I think, kind of makes it special. But you think there's been too many great moments. And like Tim said, with great players between these two teams, San Antonio, San Antonio Holmes you know, getting the ball with the, just an inch over the goal line, Isaac Redmond catching a touchdown from Ben Roethlisberger at the buzzer, Troy Polamalu sacking Joe, Joe Flacco to force a fumble, him getting a pick six in the AFC Championship game, the Steelers coming back down from two scores in the playoffs in, uh, in, in 2010, 2011. There's so many of those. Now, I will say this bumps back probably the Charlie Batch win in 2011. 2013 because that was like one of the more improbable ones but and I get the nostalgia feel that you're going to have for this if you're a big Ben fan you know years down the line or even right now where you're like man Ben went out on top sweeping the Ravens out out, out the out the out the playoff hopes and it's back-to-back -back sweeps on the Ravens I think that's big but this probably doesn't even crack the top 10 when you actually think about the enormity I mean the Christmas Day game with Antonio Brown put, sticking it over there's too many of those type of moments all right and uh this isn't shocking news it's been talked about among local media for some time. Ian Rappaport, though, tweeting today that Kevin Colbert was set to retire after the draft. Uh, again, it's been talked about, and nothing's been official, but it's certainly been, uh, a, a, you know, a scuttlebutt that this is how it would play out. If it's true, Chris, that, that Kevin Colbert is going to retire, what are the pros and cons of him being involved in one more draft? You know, first and foremost, I want to point out yeah, that Dale Lolly, my colleague at DKPittsburghSports.com, has been t we're talking about this for months in yep. our Friday Insider column, week in and week out. So go to DKPittsburghSports.com and, and you'll see all the great work that he does that would have prepared you for this. But bottom line with Kevin Colbert, this guy has shaped so many great classes. He's put together so many great picks. And in, all, in, in, re in reality, it looks right now, he put together a really good last rookie class. He talked about he wants to set up the next GM with a quarterback for the future. We'll see if that actually happens in the 
the draft. But Kevin Colbert getting one last chance. Also, I think one people got to realize the scouting process has already begun for this upcoming draft. It was all through the college season. The Steelers have scouts going across the country. They're talking to people. They're looking, they're looking at guys. So this is just the culmination of that process. Once the draft is over, the new process will start. And then Kevin Colbert's like, all right, new guy take over. You start the process all over again. That's what that's about. All right. And back to Twitter. It's 100% clear. Move him out. Once you've retired, you simply don't have the same dedication and passion. No respect intended. When you're done, you're done. I don't agree with that, but thanks Eesh. for the comment. Tim, you're next. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I think he's trying to set up an easy transition. Uh, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. I mean, uh, to, to Chris's earlier point, I will say, though, that the Steelers do tend to lean a lot on the interview process. They tend to lean a lot on the senior bowl. They haven't even done the combine yet, mm -hmm. so there's still a lot of work to be done on this draft. Um, the pros and cons, okay, like the first one that comes to mind is if you're looking to consolidate the focus on where the Steelers need to get better, if in fact this is the fifth straight year without a playoff victory for the first time since the Immaculate Reception, you can't say, well, it's about Roethlisberger, he's been tied to that too. You can't say, well, it's about Colbert, he's been tied to that too. From here on out, it's all Tomlin. Now, at least going back to being the link to these previous five years where they hadn't gotten a playoff win potentially, assuming they lose to Kansas City next week. Now, where that goes in the other direction is if they do promote from within, a lot of people are saying, well, then Brandon Hunt becomes kind of the director of pro personnel and the business GM is Omar Khan, that they'll kind of split the duties, if you will, or Omar will just do a little bit more of what he's doing now and Brandon will do a lot more of what he's doing now with a little bit of a higher emphasis and spotlight on him. Now, that could get into sort of a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of situation, but look, if Tomlin's in the end always had the final say so and this has been about Colbert kind of giving him the information making suggestions on free agents on draft choices signings things of that nature and then letting Mike Tomlin have the final say I think he's going to have even more of an initial say in the first place if he's working with people who are younger than him or not on the same level that Kevin Colbert has been all these years. And yeah, and Brandon Hunt's again a guy who's been with the organization for a long time. He knows the he knows the ins and outs. He was a, he was a big part of them trading to get Minka. He was, so he's he's been there. He's learned under Bill Nunn. I've, I've 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 talked with him about the legacy that Bill Nunn left and how how many things he learned from him. So promoting from within makes sense there. But Tim, you are right. This is going to be very different with him and Khan being you know having these two different roles and being pushed up with both of these roles. Yeah, and if they go outside the organization. Do they lose them both? Yeah, good question. You know, like, and it, you know, have maybe these two thought in their own heads how things would go when Kevin does leave? I don't know that they would want to go outside the organization to get one to lose both of them if they seem to be valued enough that they've been around for this long and uh, working under Kevin for this length of time. All right. Well, everybody made it through the longer regular season. Tim, now that it's happened, what do you think of the 17-game season that we just witnessed? I do think it feels long, and part of the reason I think it feels long is I haven't been thinking of it as a 17-game season. This whole time I've been thinking to myself is, my God, how long is it going to feel when it's 18? Yeah. You know, you, you, you know you've got coming. this sort of, uh, it's artificial for football, but it's not for all of us. You kind of have the holidays as the line of demarcation, the literal end of the calendar year that doesn't end the football year, but you always think, okay, after New Year's, that, last, that first weekend in January and then on to the playoffs. Well, it's going to feel real long when they get this 18th game in there. And I don't like this long of a regular season because 
I think attrition catches up with too many star players. Mm -hmm. You know, you do have a couple extra weeks the way that they've massaged the IR to bring people back. That's that's a nice way around it. But you get season-ending surgeries and season-ending injuries all the time. And the more regular season games that you play, uh, the more stars you might lose for the playoffs and a less quality representation of the teams that earned their way with more wins early in the season. Maybe they're limping there towards the end because they've lost a quarterback or a couple of defensive stars or a couple of groups of players in their secondary or whatever. Um, I, I was always happy with 16. All right, back to Twitter. This was one of the most exciting seasons ever. So more football is a good thing. Chris, your take. More football is a great thing for fans, but like Tim said, football is already a war of attrition. The team that you normally wins the Super Bowl is the healthiest one. You look at the Buccaneers last year. They were 7-5. and five. They have a bye week. They get all their players back, and then they don't have many major injuries. They really only lose a safety throughout the rest of the season, and they go into the Super Bowl and beat who? The Chiefs, who lost their entire offensive line, and Patrick Mahomes got demolished in that game. You look at a lot of the teams that, that play really well throughout the season and then falter late, it's because of those injuries. I still think the best solution the NFL could have. You could still technically lengthen the season to, to another week or two by just giving teams more bye weeks. Give them more time to recover. And then this way, you have, you, have, you have less games on Sundays, so more of them get highlighted. People are going to watch the NFL no matter what. We see the ratings. The people crave for it. It's the number one entertainment in, in this country. You go, you go to that, put the, highlight them more by shortening up how many games are each weekend by expanding bye weeks. I think that increases yeah. your revenue even and, easier. And, and Albie, it's always, I've always sort of laughed at this, especially over the last 10 years or so, like this notion that they can't start earlier in August because they're so fearful of having that first weekend be over Labor Day weekend. They play over Christmas. Right, come on. You know, like what, you can't play over Labor Day weekend, especially with the proliferation of gambling now, the proliferation mm -hmm. of fantasy football. Of all the leagues and all the egos in all the world, I'm stunned that they feel like they, they can't bully their way through Labor Day weekend yeah. to start the NFL and they want to give that to the college kids and blah, blah, blah. Move it up. Move it up a week and then start then and, and, and trim out another preseason game. And that makes it so much easier. One, one home, one away, and that's it in the preseason. And college football would adjust right with them. All right. Alabama, speaking of college football, Alabama, Georgia, who do you like? Or don't you care? Chris, the college football championship on Monday. Are you interested? And, and by the way, how would you change the playoff? I'm very interested. I, I really I really like both of these teams. Georgia played phenomenally on defense all season long, but I've always loved Bryce Young. I think he's a phenomenal young player. Uh, these are two programs. You know, Alabama's been dominant, but Georgia's been hot this year. I want to see these two clash. Alabama dominated in the first one. I kind of think Alabama will win, but I'm pulling for Georgia because I just want to see something different there. But Albie, the, the biggest answer is what I've been saying for a while. The playoffs should not just be four teams. Expand it to I, – I know people want to put it to 12. I think eight's just fine. Get every conference winner in there and then three at-large bids. One of them could be a, a group of five, and then two more can just be your, your at-large you know, with other guys from the Power Five conferences. But get more teams in there. Force these teams like Alabama, like Georgia, that go in knowing, oh, we only have to win one game? That's fine. We beat one game, and then we're playing in the championship game. You give them three games to have to win, maybe four games to have to win, then they're looking like oh wait we might stumble and fall and then you might get an upset and then you also get some of those teams like Michigan State this year like Pitt this year maybe they play maybe Kenneth Walker Kenny Pickett they actually play in their games and then those games are more exciting it's just common sense but college football hasn't wanted to do that for quite some time all right back to Twitter I'd had eight teams but no more than eight all right Tim will you be watching 
Yeah, I'll be watching. I'm interested, but I would be more interested if it was more of a true playoff format and they actually moved that up to closer to the uh, conference championship games. I do think there's a, a lag, and we've been yeah. so conditioned now to the importance of the college football playoff that the bowl games don't feel as important, all the opt-outs from players, and uh, I think a lot of it's been deadened the last couple of years by COVID, too. Uh, I would just kind of make a more natural progression of quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, and then, you know, if you've got your New Year's Day bowl games for the sake of having New Year's Day, they're exhibitions anyway. Yeah. Play the national championship on New Year's Eve, move everything up a week, and then there's a little bit less of a lag between the end of the regular season and there's less momentum sapped uh, in bet between that long lull of two or three weeks where it's garbage bowl games uh, before you get to the New Year's stuff. All the college, all the college, the, the, uh, the conference championship games that had stakes into who might make the college football playoffs got high ratings. The one that didn't was the ACC because everybody knew neither Wake Forest nor Pitt stood a chance to make the college football playoffs. You expand that, guarantee you more people watch that because everyone wants to see who's going to make yep. the yep. final seeds. No doubt. All right. Thanks, guys. When we come back, we're going to go around the horn on any topic. The final word after 1.30 in the morning is next. <laughs> It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. And Tim, anything else to say? Here it is. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll go back to the whole tie thing, the tie that almost was. And I'll say this for maybe the first time ever. Um, Major League Baseball has it right. Uh, they know how to do this. And this is what the NFL should have done. Well, the NFL could do any number of things. Um, it could not flex games. It could simply have all the teams play, say, in the AFC at 3 p.m., and then the NFC at 6 p.m. And that way you cover all the time zones. The networks could split the window. And then you just don't flex anything so you don't have this manipulation of time and potentially score and result that we saw tonight. Now, again, like I said, the NFL isn't going to care because the ratings are going to be fantastic tomorrow. And you got great drama, so they're going to say this all worked out great. Well, it almost didn't, and I think they would have looked really bad if the Steelers had been left out as a result because of how the game was being manipulated by and rightfully so from those teams by the end. So just do what baseball does. And you can sacrifice one primetime window. <laughs> You're making enough money. All those 6 o'clock games will bleed into primetime anyway. You'll get a pop. The NFL doesn't have to worry about one window in January at the end for a game that they might not be able to fix to be as good as this one. I think they should consider the baseball formula of having everybody play as close to the same time as possible, at least conference to conference moving forward, or change over time and make it like the colleges so you can't have ties. All right, final word, Chris. Yeah, but Goodell needs two Golden Jets. Um, but in, in all seriousness, I want to talk about Steelers' leadership because whenever the Steelers lose, there's, there's just hammers from fans just being swung on. Oh, there's no discipline. Oh, there's no leaders on this team. Nobody knows the Steelers' way. That does, that's just not true. And you saw it in this game with clutch, not just clutch plays. You had Minka Fitzpatrick punching the ball out. You had even role players like Terrell Edmonds staying disciplined throughout the game. T.J. Watt making plays. Even rookies like Najee Harris fighting through the end. But the real leadership moment for me was Cam Hayward. When Deontay Johnson catches a huge, pa huge pass in overtime, third down, gets out of bounds, and they were talking smack to him. There, there was back and forth. It's a rivalry game. And they say something to him, and Deontay Johnson fires back at him, even pushes the cornerback out of bounds. Immediately, I'm thinking, Oh, gosh, 
Here comes the flag that ruins everything. But what happens? Cam Hayward reaches his arm around Deontay Johnson, brings him in, and says, nope, that's not happening here. Cam Hayward's been a leader for a long time. I've heard so many times the Steelers have no leaders. Even if you don't think T.J. Watt and Micah Fitzpatrick and all these other guys in the rosters are leaders, you have to admit that man is a true Steeler leader. He's Mr. Steeler, and I think that that's one of the more un- over- that's one of the overlooked things about this game because that might have saved the Steelers' playoffs. All right, thank you for that. And our final word now from social media. It's the year of inconsistent play by every team in the 2021 season. I think we can all agree that it was not likely for the Stars to align today. Maybe the Steelers would win, but how could Jacksonville possibly beat the Colts? Well, it all happened, and yeah, we avoided that tie. So there's a lesson here. Keep in mind that when you're making your picks for next week, the Chiefs an early 12 and a half point favorite. Is it likely the Steelers can win this game in KC? It's absolutely likely. I'm Albie Oxenrider. For Chris and Tim, that's the it's final. It's gonna be a tie, for- Albie. It's gonna be a tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, you know, let's go to the shootout. For Chris and Tim, we'll see you next time. Thanks for staying up with us.